0: Just I just re- I, I, I have a I just saw it on the, my thing here. You saw it on what thing? Well, I, you know I, when I write stuff down, sometimes I just sort of read the little list of you know wacky things that have been uh, said on the show.
1: Well, I, I think she's doing well. By the way, we're recording now. The meeting is is being live streamed, and you know everything is where it's supposed to be. So,
2: yeah. oh, we didn't tell you, Howard, it's Anti Ruby Day on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um.
3: So,
0: so did you talk to Steve about talking to? I just
1: so I'm to bring you anti Ruby fans up to date. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did try and call her. Oh, on her birthday a few weeks ago. I think I can't remember if I was in Mexico or here. But I did try and call her, and I got no answer. And then I forgot to call back, and so what was the
2: significance? Uh, significance again? Why is she one hundred or something?
1: I think ninety four, ninety five. The significance oh, okay. is I have not spoken to her in several years for no reason other than you know just. And Stephen Edmonton Steve calls her all the time, and and you know he's winning the good nephew law Whatever, and I, I should. She's my father's uh, sister, for
2: God's Any sake. Any money there? Any money there? What? <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I don't think that's appropriate. I, I'm Steve, just saying, just, maybe that's why Steve's on her all the time because he knows there's some money there. Oh, no, I see. Well, I, I don't know, you know. <laughs>
1: But maybe that's maybe I should call her back and go, Hey, you know, uh, Stephen, he doesn't care for you as much as I do.
2: Auntie Ruby, now, I want you to get on your computer now, and I want you to click on your bank, and I want you to... Okay, now you put in the number, and now you hit transfer. How... Mm-hmm. How... Okay, and how many zeros are on that <laughs> Okay, Auntie Ruby, now you yeah. get two zeros... Zero, zero. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Steve is on it,
1: man. I had no idea. Well, no, I, that they, was you. No, but I, I'm saying I, that's maybe why he's yeah. trying to keep you right. Maybe he's keeping in touch with Ruby because yeah. there's some yeah, do-re-me there. Yeah. Now, she lives in Winnipeg. Is she right? Yeah, she does live in Winnipeg. Right. I can't go there to visit her. It's a long way. Well, yeah. That's why a
0: phone call would be probably appreciated. So I tried. I
1: think that's. Who
3: is that?
2: Who? It's Howard.
3: Okay, how?
2: Oh, you Howard. Yeah, you see, yeah. And that'd then be a would... good conversation. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> uh,
3: what?
1: Okay, well, I just wanted to call and let you know I'm saying oh. Dan. Is
3: this is Lou or Luba.
1: <laughs> is it Lou or Luba? <laughs> it's Lubaba.
2: Luba, I, I thought you were gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a great start to the show. This is what everyone <laughs> everyone wants. And, <laughs> An anti Ruby update. <laughs> God damn it! God damn. Der- See, I love when Dan gets you. That's what a Dan gotcha moment. You know. God yeah, damn. it. Well, you know. So,
2: so it's fun to do that. Remember, a few years ago, I talked about my auntie Betty, and we would be at a uh, we'd be at a family function, and she'd. Walk around the room saying to everyone, Have you tried my casserole? Like, if, if you tried it? If, if you want the recipe, like everybody in the room would be pulled on whether they'd ha- tried her casserole. And that morphed into a band called Aunt Betty and the Casseroles, remember? I, I, you know what? I vaguely remember, sure. So it's fun. Sure. You know? I, I love From it. Family comes fun. <laughs>
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Aunt Betty and the Casseroles, opening act Aunt Ruby and the I've Got No Dough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and it's I, I've, you know, and what,
2: Ruby and the destitutes.
1: <laughs> and there's, is, there's, you know, obviously some. Uh, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. Really, I should have, I should be calling her and checking in on her. She's really one of my few surviving, or surviving or remaining. What's the way to remaining relatives? It's, and there's not many, uh, out there, and this is certainly as close a relative as I have, and yet, uh, every day goes yeah. by. There's no Ruby, uh, there's no Ruby yeah. contact.
2: I don't know who my last standing was. They're all gone now, aunts and uncles. Um, I never, I didn't make a point of contacting them as they started to drop. <laughs> but then again, I'm like, you know, I didn't, I knew there was no money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's still up
1: in the air. Uh, yeah. I've got some relatives in Vancouver, sort of second cousins, my father's cousin. So, our, well, like, once removed, they've got dough, but they want nothing to do with us. It's zero. Why? We are, oh my God, there's some family history there. Those are the ones I should have t- kept in touch with because
0: they've got real money. Was there some big family conflict or something? there or was, uh, there was some controversy.
2: Oh. Uh, Oh, I know. I bet you I know. You went there one day for dinner and said three or four <laughs> inappropriate, inappropriate, That's things, nice. inappropriate things. Inappropriate uh-huh. things that, that were not received well uh-huh. and still, still sting.
1: Oh, still to this day. They mm-hmm. won't even take my call. Remember that time he came over and he was starting to fucking a dog about all that shit? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan, how about you? Do you have any survive? Well, you do. You have some people in southern uh, Alberta, I know. Yeah, my Uncle Jim. Yeah. When's the last time you called Jim?
0: You know, I haven't called him for a little while, um, but I did talk to his daughter. that <laughs> She came to town uh, with her her daughter. Okay. Uh, so so why so aren't you point. calling Uncle Jim? Good point. I should call Jim. Here's what I, we should I'll do. Call, okay. We'll
1: get Dan and I, we'll get on a four-way with <laughs> Uncle Jim and Auntie Ruby, and we'll record it. That's comedy gold.
2: <sighs> ah, yeah. The only person I've called in the past year is... You know, the uh, the trailer park sort of patriarch, uh, Papa Doug, we call him. Not even related to him, but he's just sort of the guy that everybody knows. Yeah,
1: it's, it's weird because I called him and I didn't call Auntie Ruby. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I called him a few weeks ago and he was just so happy I called just to check in to see how he was doing. And he was just thrilled. And then he texted me a thank you for calling to see how he was. So it can make you feel good when you reach out to an oldie well that's why I should do it.
1: I mean, you know again i I feel weird because my brother Steve does i don 't know if I'm, if David does, but I should i and I did. I tried to call, and I guess I got her at the wrong time because there's a few hours in the day that she gets out of her place but anyway, i'm going to make a point of it. uh are you ready to move on? I'm sorry I just wanted
0: to mention That on the weekend I uh, uh, With Lisa A very good friend of hers Turned 87 degrees 87 degrees Ah, (laughs) I think I think that means
1: You're dead (laughs) right She turned 87 degrees
2: (laughs) Fucking exploded Oops
3: It's is that great? Is that
2: before or after the funeral? <laughs> That's right. What What happened was
1: she was uh, cremated, so she turned eighty seven degrees.
0: But she has uh, got herself a great little apartment downtown, Peterborough. Sure. She's uh, you know uh, just a walk away from a couple of bars and restaurants that she always attends and goes to all the time. She has, a and this is, I think, pretty key. Um, she, I think she used to be a school teacher, but she's mm. very vibrant. All there. She's still very mobile <sighs> aging extremely well and has friends from, you know, all the way up the, the age spectrum, from 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, 30-year-olds, and just uh, keeps going. Very inspiring thing to watch. To well, especially to for someone of your age. You're in your yeah.
1: well, late yeah, you 70s, so you've only, age, that's right. somebody you can look to and say, you know, I'm
0: not that far off her age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're at a pre. Well, all three of us we're at a precipice now. <sighs> My stroke is happening again. At a precipice of mm-hmm. looking ahead and thinking more seriously about you know as we age, aging, and how we're going to get there. Yeah, aging Based and
1: staging. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a. I'm now again not planned,
1: everyone, but just one, another one of those things in the humble and Fred. You know, world that just happens to work out because, uh, you know, Dan started. We didn't know he was going to start with the anti-Ruby stuff. Oh, he got what? me there. What?
2: Wait. What are you talking about? Nothing works out for us.
1: But this time, <laughs> I, I had... Uh, stop it. This was actually a clip I had... I had clip! I planned to play later in the show, but now it seems appropriate. My dad's been having a hard time lately.
3: Yeah.
1: Keeps on losing his keys. Can't hang on to a set of keys to save his life. And he has tried everything too. A little hook next to the door, a little ball next to his bed, one of those keychains makes a noise when you whistle. You know? Nothing worked.
0: So finally, this year, for his birthday, the whole family chipped in
3: and we put him in a home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I just thought you guys would find that funny. And here we are talking about old people. And, you know, again, uh, appropriate uh, now. Who is that? Anthony Jesselnik. I'll tell you who this guy is it's Dan Durant.
0: This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, from our cottage-like Brampton facility, and from Lisa's Dining Room Table with a Different Tablecloth in Peterborough. And is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, and GoDaddy. And now here are two men who spent our pretend summer running through the streets in speedos, yelling, "Get out your lawnmowers and the Skoka chairs! Summer is finally here! God blesses everyone!" It's Humble and Fred. Yeah, when do we? Uh,
3: when
1: do we change the clocks again? In the fall, maybe. Well, that's what I mean. It's now. It's the fall again. We should change it this week, yeah. Yeah, so the clock's change this week when fall's back?
2: Because it feels oh, like fall. Get you get it? get it? Now do you get it? Feels um, like fall. Dan references the uh, the lawnmower there. I did that last week. I love that. That's another one of those rites of spring thing when I pulled out the lawnmower and I cranked her a few times to, th- to see if she'd fire up and... Mm. Did With she? The fifth pull, she started, and you don't let her run for four or five minutes, and then you know when you actually have to use it, she's ready to go. Yeah, she's okay. She's ready to go.
1: Just calm down there, Captain Highlander. It's not a fucking ship, okay? It's a lawnmower. <laughs> it's she, a nice one. So I cranked her. She cranked it by she Cree she Cranker. She's a Honda. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's is a she Honda?
1: Is she really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my stealth. A five still, horse Honda well, or a seven <laughs> horse? Ten horse, maybe.
2: Oh, a good one. A good one. I forget. Okay.
1: Yeah. Did you crank over the first time? No. Did you crank over the second time? No. Did you give her a little? Yeah, it took uh, about
2: five. But then once it hits for the first time in the spring, then now I just ha- half a pull and she starts. She. Hey. Eh? She.
1: She. No, I got that. <laughs> when I left the uh, matrimonial home, I had uh, three uh, devices that I I'd had for some time that worked great. I had a great lawnmower. I had a great weed whacker. Not a shitty one, a nice one. Like the ones that have like the super protective hood on it. And I had my leaf blower, which I, uh, I really, really used to, I just don't know what it was. I used to love leaf blowing. Because once you get going on the leaf blowing, you can get carried away.
2: But there's also an art to it. Oh, yeah. The way you blow them in what angle and get them in the pile and make sure, you know, you're holding on a certain <laughs> angle. So the ones you've already blown don't blow away. Exactly. Oh, it's a, uh, something.
1: It's a science. But in all that time that I had an affection for those uh, devices, I, I never referred to them as she. But then again, I'm not a seafarer. That's a man, that's a guy thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Any gadget, a, no. it was always
2: she. Oh, she no, works not. here. What are you talking it's about? Not, it's, it's not, not a not. guy
1: thing. No, it's not a guy thing. It's just a you thing. It's okay. Oh, come on, Howard. Oh, please. Guys always no, referred to they don't. It. Even Wh- cars like, does? oh,
2: she was a good one. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe, they car,
2: maybe cars,
1: not lawnmowers.
2: See, you don't live in the guy. The real guy. No, I know. You've I don't. have just been on the outside of it. <laughs> oh, have I? You've always <laughs> just right. been on the outside of the guy thing. Well, listen, it's so. the same. I'm not <laughs> surprised you don't relate to calling <laughs> machines and things she. Um anyway,
1: what, you know ahead. it's a, it's, the, it's the same way that you know when I watch you swing a golf club, I think he's really not on the guy he's not on the guy side of things. He
0: mm-hmm. yes. always a very progressive person <laughs> he's neutral
1: about all this stuff. I don't even call my driver she my most my most trusted golf uh, weapon. Do I don't you even call re- him he no I don't I don't I don't give it any kind of uh, animation at all. Yeah. I call it an yeah. it. Dan, do you call your appliances
0: and all your devices "she"? No, I, it, it doesn't occur to me.
2: Machinery, I'm talking about. Do you call Carl your machinery? Lonnie. She? Lonnie. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I've never no, referred to it. To oh, any. I think Bullshit. the only I bet thing you have and you haven't noticed. <laughs>
1: Okay. Listen, I know you Listen, here. there's no win lose. I know I know you do, and I know men I'm
2: not trying to win here. I'm, I'm just not, trying I'm, to tell you guys what you've been doing. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not <win. laughs> That's right. You're not trying to win here, but I'm just trying to tell you what's up, guys. Uh no, f- listen. I uh I know you do, and I have uh, great affection for you, so please continue. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh it is uh, yeah, I don't refer to any of my uh, golf clubs as uh any kind of animate or inanimate? Uh,
0: <laughs> anyway. well, have you na- have you named any of your uh, devices? No, like oh,
2: Fred, no, sorry, no, no, it's oh. just oh, okay.
0: Because some yeah. people name things, right? I I'm Lisa's talking.
2: Usually, it's like machine my lawnmower. Yeah, she's been uh, mm. a good gun. Again, or my yeah, car. Uh, yes, I've I, I've heard uh, cars referred. Oh, now, to you're, she- cracking.
1: now no, you're cracking. No, you're no, I haven't. I'm saying I've heard it. I've just never heard anyone refer to their lawnmower. Oh,
2: she's a good one. You know, oh, except yeah. for you. Oh, come on. Even a bicycle I've got. called a sheep. Okay. Well, But good. I mean, I do you want me to go down the list or not? You know on. what?
1: We have time. <laughs> this podcast is... We're, we're going to be here for another hour and 20. So, hey, you know, have at it. Fill your boots. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Fill your boots. With what exactly? Am I supposed to fill my boots? Water? Duty? I, I, listen, let me know when you're finished, because I have a story for you, too. I'm two. done. I'm done. No, you're okay. Are you sure? Because I don't want to cut you off. This could have been a great No, 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 no. I'm good. Because I had what can only be described as an evacuation slash elimination, not emergency, adventure the other day. Oh. Well, let's hear this Can't wait Well, okay Because oftentimes we get accused uh, We get self-conscious about having this as a subject matter on the show But it was a real-life thing that happened So I'm just going to share it with you I don't know if you guys ever do this Like, you know, sometimes you wake up in the morning And you have your eliminations, you know Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And then, after I drink a coffee Move around a little bit Excuse me, sometimes you'll have a second one has this ever happened to you? And no, I don't refer to them as she. Oh, I had a good one this morning. She was a... Okay. Well, You could, though. I could. <laughs> but does that ever happen to you, too? What? A, you know, a, a like, second
0: elimination. Exact, well, after a movement, yeah. What's it? A, every, a movement. But... Elimination, evacuation, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. A movement after some movement after you moved. Mm-hmm. Thank okay. you. So Saturday morning. Uh,
1: beautiful. Uh, took Stan out I thought I'll take him up for a nice walk Before I go to the golf course So I had the elimination immediately upon uh, waking Then did some stuff around the house Made some coffee Moved around And then I took Stan on a walk And uh, somewhere on the way and was I took him about seven or eight blocks from here You know, maybe ten minutes Then I usually let him run around this park uh, Without his leash And then we go home along the uh, Queensway So somewhere in the walk, I started feeling like maybe I should have done something before I left. And I thought, I'll be all right. (laughs) Anyway, it got to the point where when I that's why I say it wasn't an emergency. It was an adventure because I got to the point in the park where I I let him run around for a bit. And I started thinking just somewhere in my consciousness. Am I going to have to find a place in this park to go poopy? Like I started to have to formulate a potential plan and uh, decided to cut the walk short and then came walking back down the Queensway and then started looking. This is when I got a little dicey. So I started thinking, okay, there's one or two things that are going to happen. I'm going to have to duck into a restaurant here. And how does that go? Because there's always guys sitting, you know, standing in front of these restaurants. I was thinking, okay, what do I say here? Hold the dog. And just run in And take a crap in the toilet But somewhere along the way I thought okay I'm going to make it But I tell you what Without getting graphic Just barely Oh I know My second thought was What if if I If I have an emergency I may have to go on my pants Anyway But you made it? Here's the thing I made it barely Like when I was coming in this door I was thinking, well, <laughs> this is what I thought. I thought, well, if I shit my pants now, at least I'm at my home base. Like, that's how right. close it was. Anyway, this is what so I was. that's the through. point
2: of the story? It was very close. Well, the point of the
1: story is that I, it, you know, it hasn't happened to me very many times where I thought I might actually have to eliminate an, on my person. Because mm-hmm.
2: there's no real crescendo here. The story would have been much better if you had shit your pants. Listen, so I'm the, not saying the story, it. I didn't, I didn't say it was the, the greatest story. story. I, the, the ending's sort of flaccid because you didn't.
1: Well, here's the thing. I wanted to relate. To, has this ever happened to you? Where that th- there is a point of the story, which is that's right. as close as I've come. Certainly, for, to sh- to shitting myself. Because um. I tell you what, if I stay at that park sixty seconds longer, I'm go, I'm I'm on the. I'm taking a right, dump right. on the Queensway, right? Like the scene in Bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like I was so mm-hmm. close And I kept thinking to myself Man if I had stayed there
2: So this is a story with a good ending Not a bad ending It
1: was a very happy ending <laughs> it it like, mate, but, it but I But
2: like, I That was
1: close It turned out I ruined the toilet
0: <laughs> <laughs> as, uh,
1: No I did as, I have to get Chris Emanuel to come over here On uh, Wednesday or Thursday Because apparently something happened in the multi It was a multi-flush and now I have to have the toilet fixed.
2: Oh, really? Because you So there's the crescendo. Some, some oh. <laughs> actually,
1: I actually ruined the toilet.
2: That actually, was the listener-funded shitter that you screwed up?
0: Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I was just going to say that it, maybe this is like more of a business opportunity. So the the climax part of this, the, uh, <laughs> the where this is going, is perhaps, you know, how, how Google Maps has... Yes. You, know, when in, you, you do a search with, you know, like if you're driving a car or if you're mm-hmm. walking, you can create an app... That yeah. would uh, locate washrooms Yes Between you and uh, your, your domicile Or wherever you're headed
2: Well, I think we can all relate to that
1: This is why We've I told you the story I figured yeah. you would have something to add and, well, you know
2: uh, my my faux story.
1: No, no, but I before we get to yeah. that, like I, I didn't have yeah. a... I mean, you're, you're right. I could have made it... Well, and then I shit my pants in the foyer. But I just now that figured, would have been funny. I wasn't trying to be. I was trying to be relatable. And I figured you, being the comedic genius, would come up with something. And what you came up with was, <laughs> that's the story. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> the next time I... You know, the next time something comes up and I'm like, really? No, but I thought for sure you would relate to that because mm. you've had many oh, no. shit your pants episodes
2: howard i just said that i i I just said i think we can all relate to that we've all been in those situations um and again sometimes you know the good ending sometimes a bad ending you know
1: i was uh dan how about you i know you don't really have anything to do with your your bottom half very often so what's going on anything happening
0: uh, you mean in this regard? I, I, no, I mean,
1: because I, I know you've had, have you, are, is your, are, it, how, how are your eliminations since we're
0: now pulling? <laughs> oh, really? Blood pressure, okay. sleep, and uh, your eliminations. Uh, you know, I had some difficulties through my uh, like my cold that I was experiencing this past week, but, you know, generally speaking, I'm, uh, I'm you know, fairly happy with what's been, uh, been Excellent.
1: Excellent work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's the story. That's it. Yeah, and I did wreck the toilet. I don't know if that wrecked the toilet, but I had to flush it multiple times, and then I called Chris. I said, well, now it won't stop running, so I just unplugged it, because it's a certain type of toilet. You plug it in? Uh,
2: oh, it's, right. yeah, right. That's that, right. It's a, um, there's a name I for it. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. So, um, right. But remember, part of, Chris had told us when he installed it, that every so often you should flush it several times to keep the... Uh, Which I do. Because it literally grabs the stuff and shoots it somewhere. So works. <laughs> it's no, it's true. That shoots it, it works. into space mm-hmm. because the plumbing's all above ground. It yeah.
1: doesn't. So yeah. because I, and I had been doing that and felt because and I multiple flushed it when I was uh, after I was done and. Then I had to call him and say Dude I had to unplug this thing Because it won't stop running So he's gonna <laughs> She's come. not
2: working very well <laughs> She's, no. <done>. She's <laughs> not working <laughs> she, <laughs> she can't take it
1: <laughs> She can't take what I just deposited <laughs> no, I she finally sh- She reached her best before date <laughs> <laughs>
0: Met her match See there um, you go You well, just called her uh, Her mm-hmm. Well he did. It. Is there only, no, he
1: did I only know he did it first okay. I'm just doing it to be He did it No he, he did, did it. it He did it She did it
3: She's a good, a good.
1: You know, this this microphone, she's been good to me. She's been so good to me, this mic. See, it doesn't sound genuine coming no, out. No, of
2: my no, no. I wouldn't. Yeah, I probably wouldn't refer to a microphone if she. I said usually mechanical stuff. All right.
1: Well, listen, I just thought that was. As soon as it happened, I said, oh, I'm sure Fred will find something in this.
2: Um, <laughs> no, as, I, as I say, I relate to it. I've had those. Uh, I've had a few of those episodes over my life, and some have ended well, and some haven't, Howard. Yeah.
1: The thing is, though, you know, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> you know, whatever is happening in our bodies as we age, you know, that area is not going to tighten up. It's only going to get looser.
2: I've had a situation where, <laughs> you know, you, I'm going to be honest. You fart, and you think juice came out, but you're not sure. Yeah. And it's not till you get home that you see... In the bottom of your khaki shorts, there's a stain. It's like, oh, my God. Did anybody see that? That's just the truth. <laughs> see? See? This is what I
1: brought this up for, because I knew you'd be able to take it and twist it into some gold.
2: Why I wear nothing but black pants now. Same reason I wear nothing but dark shirts to dinner. Because I splash all over, I wear nothing but dark pants out and about now.
1: Here's, here's somebody on Facebook who said, I walk my dog every day, I run into this issue more than once. Do bears still, do, do, do bears shit in the woods? Well, we humans do too. See? Todd Taylor says, and yes, I've not made it home once or twice. I'll be 63 in July. This is mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Steve Glassman, anti-Ruby is 98. Anti-Ruby <laughs> update. <laughs> God damn it She's
0: 98
1: 98 Wow I got a I comment
2: Auntie Ruby has the odd episode Oh my god
1: It's probably nothing but episodes
0: <laughs> Okay What so. else you got on your list there, Howard? Is
1: there any uh, Well, Dan, there's lots of the stuff That we're going to Yes, there's Well, listen Are you wrapping us up again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: just well, you be- know, I think just because you have on.
1: nothing to add to the shit topic. It's a hot topic on Facebook, Dan. Um, all right. Uh, what about the fact that the last since we last met with the three of us on Thursday's program, which ended with Dan wrapping up the show because he would had enough of it. Um, how about yeah? the last three days were probably the nicest three days of the summer. Very little wind and uh, no humidity yet. And at one point in my car, it said thirty-one degrees on Friday, which is rare in the city to have that kind of temperature without a whole boatload of humidity underneath it. Did you, fe- did you fellows avail yourself of activities out of doors?
2: Yeah, I uh, Friday I went uh, golfing with my son, me and my boy, did eighteen at Banty's Roost just around the corner here. Lovely, fantastic, enjoyed it thoroughly. And that's right, when we got in his car at the end, he said, look, Dad, 31. That's what he said. Mm. And then Saturday, uh, with a group of fellas, went down to the Blue Jay game. The dome was open, that sparkling jewel, that little, uh, little, That so, what I, is a magnificent, impressive uh, facility right now, as far as I'm concerned. So they did There's
1: open something. the, they, they opened the roof huh?
2: It was open most of the week. In fact, it's only been closed for one game—the
1: game I was at on Tuesday.
2: Yeah, yeah. But it was just the sun shining in there, and the you know the stadium was full, and we toured all those new little areas and cool. All the you know millennials and what have you all jammed in there, having a good time. Exactly what they were hoping for.
1: You know, they already had an incident. I guess it was that little area above the uh, bullpen. bullpen. Yeah, I don't know what it's called the bullpen no the area above the bullpen
2: oh yeah one of the bars yeah
1: one of the bars Uh, Mm -hmm. apparently they've got to figure something out because as one of the players was coming out he someone got in his face and you know you knew and you knew that was gonna excuse me you knew that was gonna happen
2: you know i'm so disappointed because traditionally and it's changed because now we're a big city you know toronto used to be known for not doing stuff like that that's right toronto the good and then um not only that Howard but the uh, tiger bullpen earlier and the week, guys threw beer cans down into it. Yeah. So and I was just so disappointed. I thought they were so happy to elevate these bullpens so you're close to the action and the fans can see how uh, you know, pitchers prepare for coming into a game and assholes have to wreck it,
1: Yeah, you know? And, and so you did a tour of, again, I wish I could yeah. remember the name of them because it doesn't matter. But there's four, four or five or whatever number of little new areas. Yes. Where, where, where were your seats?
2: We were in the 500 level uh, between home plate and third. I love those seats. They're very good. But we came in from Front Street, and so we got to walk through the new facilities. You know, what do they call it? The social club. Social and the club. Cor- and, and the Corona thing. and
1: Corona rooftop, I think is it's called. Yeah. And uh, by the way, in, did you notice the difference in the sign? The signage inside looks cool. Like they've got yeah. all the street names and it looks very Toronto. And, and uh, Dan, mm-hmm. you'd be impressed. Like it really is. You know, again, I haven't been to a lot of ballparks. You know, I've been to a few Fenway and, and uh, Dodger Stadium. But it really does have a nice, a different feel year over year it doesn't feel so cold and cavernous anymore
2: no no by uh, bringing the seats right to the outfield wall and stuff it did it, it to me it it is a an, a significant change and as i said to the guys you know when people hammer away at the stadium and say it sucks well look at tuesday you went the weather was nice but i'm saying if it had been a shitty day we would have sat in that stadium comfortable with the roof closed but it was a gorgeous day so we got to sit outside with the roof open what more do you want No. you know I, i'm seriously and it's right downtown and on and on and on and it's uh i like it I and uh how more many, than adequate how many 12 to 14 dollar beers did you have uh, I had a couple. They were 13-something. Yeah. And I had the Mill Street uh, Blue Jay beer. It was good. It was like an IPA. It was tasty. I had a couple of those. Yep.
1: Did you uh, <laughs> Did you get any uh, ice cream cones on you?
2: No, no. I ever got a bowl of ice cream, but I didn't. See,
1: that's the thing. Now, Dan, I told that story, about it. I got a, a waffle cone, which I like. I like the waffly part of it. But that's the secret. You should just get the little commemorative baseball hat
0: cone, because that way everything stays inside. And you've got a lovely souvenir. For and you've got a lovely souvenir, exactly. And you can give it to your friends or kids or, you know, mm-hmm. gifted Buddy, for Christmas.
2: Buddy Doug bought me a sausage, but it was sort of weird. It, was, it, like, it, it wasn't a hot dog, but it really... Didn't meet the classification of a sausage. It was sort of this weird thing. It wasn't I say it was horrible, it was, but it wasn't good. It know? was
1: weird. that buddy Doug bought you a sausage.
2: No, it was weird. The <laughs> sausage was weird.
1: No, I know because I know Doug yeah. is also you know you know watches his uh, his budgets. <laughs> okay. uh, I saw that sausage. I was going to ask. It's you, funny you brought it up. Funny, interesting. I, I was going to ask you because it looks it looked appealing on the sign because mm-hmm. it's chocked full of stuff. Yes. And pretty expensive too. Like it's thirteen bucks or something, isn't it? Uh,
2: yeah. You know what? I, I I know. Yeah, the beer we had was thirteen, but I as far as the sausages and that, I don't know what they were or whatever. But you know, I don't think. I think Fred Ball got like a big bag of popcorn and a bottle of water, and it was like seventeen dollars. <laughs> Yeah,
1: the the thing about the popcorn though, from what I saw, is you can it's it's there's a refillable version of it, and I saw these people sitting in front of me. I took mm-hmm. note. There was four of them, and the, this popcorn. It's a huge amount of popcorn, but it's the same one that I saw, mm-hmm. but it's refillable, and. I, when I first saw the size of it, I thought, well, that's a lot of popcorn. And t- mostly two of the four people were the ones eating it. And then later in the innings, later innings, I should say, dude went back and he refilled it again. Like an enormous amount of popcorn, Dan. You can't have that. So what much are, are you,
0: when you're saying like refill, was it like just a bucket? It's like a, a plastic, giant plastic? bucket.
1: See through. If this one he got, was it see through sort of a plastic side uh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. and you can take it back and get it refilled.
2: Or take it home as a lovely souvenir.
1: I think everything is a lovely souvenir.
2: You know, that whole feeling of resignation where you're there. Like, everything is so outrageously priced, and you think, and they've got you. And they know you. a lot of people are going to think that way, especially if you're with kids. Oh, yeah. You're in here. It's a, You know, it's unreasonably priced, super expensive, but oh, well. And I said that to the guys when I take Johnny Slapshot in a couple of weeks it's going to be like I'm going to buy him everything he wants. You know what I mean cuz it's the experience and he doesn't know. Like, "Papa, don't buy that because it's much too expensive." Mm. You know, that won't be in his head. Sure. I still need a couple of more years to get that in his head. Um, oh yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. you know, that's that's how they that's how it works. That's how they get you. Mhm. All right. Yeah, but if it was just a little more reasonable for families, that's all it's 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 sad. still reasonable in terms
1: of a ticket, though, versus the other yes. big sports in town. It's the still tickets, yeah, and that's that. Yeah, Yes. Once you're in the stadium, you're spending one hundred and fifty bucks or whatever for a family for your, you know, that the family that was sitting next to me. I don't know what their ticket was. I mean, forget the ticket. Right. But what what they bought that night and their kids had Cracker Jacks and, mm-hmm. you know, treats and uh that's 150 bucks
2: oh easy um but
1: the tickets are so reasonable
2: yeah those tickets. ticket again we had 500 level between third base and home those are great seats great perspective and they're like 30 bucks can't go wrong yeah you know you, mm-hmm. i don't know what
1: the cheapest raptor ticket is but it's got to be around 100 bucks
2: yeah and I have no idea what people are going to be paying tomorrow night when the Leafs start against Tampa Bay, and all those people the hundreds and hundreds of dollars they spend will be it will get nothing in return
1: <laughs> well yeah I mean that's who knows what the cheapest ticket is there and and then once you're in that stadium, as you say yeah. you're sort of you're sort of captured the, mm-hmm. the um just to finish off the food for a second mm. the the thing that I like the most, but I almost. I'd like to get it, but it's almost just they give you too much is those salted peanuts in the shell. Because about yes. a third of the way through the bag, I'm done.
2: Are you like me? You eat the shell and everything? I, I will. The
1: first few, I mm-hmm. eat the shell. And then I, think, mm-hmm. I start to think, well, that can't be good. But about because I, I, I do, I really love them. And I don't even care what they cost, but I just don't need that many. Dan, have you ever had salted peanuts in a shell?
0: No. Dan Oh wait a minute No you mean I thought you were talking about a, a shell like a Some sort of You know Souvenir device you take home No but, sir um, Yes a souvenir yeah, peanut the, shell Yeah no like Yeah in, in bars you, you you know shell them And right. throw them on the floor I remember, yeah. I remember What was that bar We used to all go to Where you just throw Your
2: shit on the floor Jackass Thank you But the thing is You can't do that now Because every other person Has a peanut allergy So they had to stop that
1: Is that why they stopped it Oh, of course. I used to love that. I used to feel so free mm-hmm. sitting there drinking mm-hmm. my draft and throwing my peanuts. Mm-hmm. No, these are not commemorative shells, Dan. These are actual peanuts <laughs> in a fucking shell. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Yes. Uh, but, the, you know, there's a certain point where you you get so excited about the saltiness of them, and after a while,
2: it's like, okay, this, this is too salty. Well, it's funny you say that because I helped Fred Ball with his... Um, uh, with his popcorn the other day, and it was very, very, very salty. And um, that evening when I got home, um, and I I was wearing my plastic shoes, which you like as well, Howard. Um, <laughs> my, ankles oh, were sh- a bit, my ankles were a bit swollen. <laughs> where, where and I'm thinking, now? what the hell is, what's going on here? My ankles are swollen. Why is that? And then I'm thinking, why? I didn't walk that much. I had the day before. I was wearing my uh, plastic spears, but... I'm thinking maybe it was that popcorn.
1: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But I, you know. Okay, so let's review. Um, I almost shit myself and your ankles are swollen. This is where we're at in (laughs) (laughs) 2023.
2: And then I'm Googling (laughs) it and it said, you know, if it's an ongoing thing, it's a problem. But every so often, if you're, here's what it can be. It can be the heat. Mm Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, standing up too long, but I wasn't. Or it can be like very salty food.
1: And does that affect your plastic shoes? They fit a little tight when you get swollen ankle.
3: No,
2: no, because my <laughs> ankles are above where these shoe actually oh, comes see. around. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, good to know, Dan. How are your ankles these days? Uh, my ankles are great. Yeah. Thank okay. You. Well, yeah. excellent, no, uh, my Dan. Uh, we look forward to your news about a half an hour from now. Dan will return fred and i'll break down unpack you know what we what are you laughing about the commemorative shells
2: that and the fact that it gets to a point where dan just can't wait to get it to go. no dan's so done with it you that. can just tell it's no. like okay guys i have no. something to do i don't want i don't want to be part of this anymore. well and
1: yeah it does it gets to that point like he he was wrapping up the shit talk pretty early i found i still think we could have mined that for some more comedy but uh yeah you're right um, I want to talk about a couple things that I uh, You know, we often will criticize We often uh, point out negativity But I got something, a positive That I noticed on the weekend But first, let's uh, take care of some of this business
2: Well, the Stanley Cup playoffs begin tonight With four series um, I'm gonna, you know, this is This is just my opinion But keep buying that Bruins-Panthers series, okay? Now, the Bruins are favored to win the series. Minus 330. Okay on that. Tonight's game, game one, Bruins minus 225. But I just have this little feeling inside that the Panthers could win this. Could upset the Bruins. We hmm. shall see. all right tell right? you what, man. Just get that. That's from the Fred method.
1: No, I know, but my buddy Lavery is not going to want to hear that because he freaking loves the Bruins. Loves them.
2: Whether you're a sports bettor, a horse racing fan, a poker, casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sports or feature-rich poker room, to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled, unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. And tomorrow, we'll look at the Leafs and Lightning. I'm sorry, you're done? Yeah.
1: Speaking of experience... It's all about the experience at evrental.ca. Experience meaning rent to own or just rent. Try it out for a weekend, for a day. You know, you're not just taking it for a test drive. You're taking the experience for a test drive. You know, maybe you need uh, a different car. You know, we've tried, Freddie and I have tried the Kona. We've used the uh, Tesla Model 3. They also have a Bolt, a Nissan Leaf, an Outlander at evnet.ca. The team has noticed many dealerships are selling EVs. They don't even have a model to test drive. This is an opportunity to see how this fits into your lifestyle. Give them a call or check it out online, evnet.ca. Kind of relates to something that happened to me for the, uh, well, not the first time, but my golf course opened on Saturday. It's out at uh, Milton and Highway 25 and the 401. And for as long as I've been part of the Club Link organization, which is now, this is year 11 for me, for most of the last 10 years, when I've headed out of the city and headed west to uh, sort of towards where you go, like you get off at the 410, right? When you're going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yes. So quite a while after the 410, there's just been nothing, but it's about a 25, 30 minute drive. That has taken me as much as forty-five to an hour almost every time I go to that place or come home from that place for the last ten years because of this massive construction project, which was just wrapping up at the end of last year. But Saturday was my first experience, and I went there Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, both in you know, sort of morning four hundred one traffic, but coming back in the afternoon and Saturday afternoon Toronto traffic, and I got to tell you, it was unbelievable just so much better it's now 16 lanes across that section you know for a while there in the last well four or five years it was down to like four lanes at times which is ridiculous i don't know how much Mm -hmm. time you had spent on it but that's a lot of cars trucks Mm -hmm. and traffic for four fucking lanes yeah but what a difference man
2: yeah yeah And funny is, the city and the GTA grows. It's great now, but then that stuff just has to keep pushing out and pushing out and pushing out. But in the meantime, yeah, they do what they can or do what they have to do. But eventually, too, you run out of real estate, right? Like they can only expand it (laughs) so much. But it gives you you, wonder. It gave me some perspective, and I was thinking about this about the
1: time it takes. And this kind of relates to something you and I had spoken about a few times about. Subway expansion and LRT expansion in the city, the time it takes for these big projects, these are decades long Mm -hmm. because it's been over the course of that decade. The other thing Mm -hmm. that that has been a bonus for me now, and this is thanks to Rudra, is there's now HOV lanes pretty much not quite at the 427, but Mm -hmm. not far after it going Mm -hmm. east and west. Mm-hmm. and uh i'm in the car a few months ago and i was talking to rudra about the tesla and he says what lane? i was telling him i was coming back from whatever and he said what lane are you in? And i said the regular lanes he goes you can be in the hov lanes i'm like what because green vehicles are allowed to drive in them as well mm-hmm. so now i've got this express lane for me because of the tesla mm-hmm. it really is something i mean i it, I'm not saying It's just If there is traffic Some days I'm going to also have That lane as an option But man I did it twice this weekend And there was It was like I've never seen anything Like it in 10 years Just how much better it is Um 407 that expanded for you all the way to your place, basically, right? From your home in Brampton to yes. almost all. The, so, what did that do in terms of to cutting, the
2: one fifteen thirty five? But pretty close,
1: which is about a half an hour away from your your lake, right? Mm-hmm. So, what did that do
2: for you? No, it's about an hour. What? It's about an hour from there. Okay, pretty much. It's like pretty much an hour to. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, give or take what it did um with no traffic the four oh one you could get to my place say you went and for some reason you were late at night or something from Brampton to the Tin Palace on the four oh one could be two hours, but that's just perfect, no traffic generally speaking, you're looking two twenty two and a half hours the four oh seven every time now it's an hour forty five Hour forty five and hour fifty, pretty good. And it's taking the four oh seven right right to the one fifteen thirty five because once you get to the one fifteen thirty five, there's rarely ever any traffic.
1: And I was going to say that the great thing about that is it's only faster and convenient, but it's that peace of mind. It's the predictability of it.
2: Well, that's it. Like it's almost crazy because when I was a kid and we used to go to the same lake, Scarborough used to take two hours from Scarborough. Wow. Because all the lanes north of the 401 when I was a kid, it was just two lanes, one each way before they expanded the one fifteen thirty five 35 and other arteries going that way. And then you used to have to drive right through Peterborough and right through Lakefield. Well, that's all changed, obviously. So the fact that you can go from the north end of Brampton. To there in uh, hour 45 is remarkable.
1: Well, especially. It's expensive, though. It is expensive. You know, it's, yeah, for sure it's expensive. But I was going to say, and so you're, those are the people that go to the Coorthas. The people that go to the Muskokas and beyond, like that is just. That,
2: they don't have that option.
1: They don't have that option. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know why they haven't spent some time and money making that more convenient because it's not just the fancy Muskoka people, it's everything north. Mm hmm.
2: No, I get it. Yeah.
1: And it's one of the most popular destinations for all of Ontario. And it's never not shitty.
2: But the people that go to the Muskokas, they can just buy a helicopter.
1: A lot of them do. <laughs> it's funny you say that. There's a service out of Buttonville. It's not helicopters, but it's a little it's a Friday night service where they'll just fly yes. you up. Mm-hmm. And for whatever it is, for rich people, I don't know how much money it would be, a few hundred bucks mm-hmm. each way. Yeah. Why not do it? Uh, anyway, I just wanted to give you a little. I wanted to put a positive note out there because that 401 thing, it was just like a revelation. Uh, on the negative side, you know, there was some pushback to having po- uh, Tony on talking about Polyev. And, you know, I, I again, our Twitter feeds are so personalized these days. But I, I, my Twitter feed is basically filled with a lot of people who are very negative about Polyev. Okay. F- about Polyev. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I don't know what to... You know, it's one of those things, as you made this point, and I thought it was a good one, where you really have to dig beyond just what you're being fed. Mm-hmm. But that being said, there's still quite a bit of stink around the guy, and I'm not completely sold. I'll just say that.
2: Same here. The only thing I... Say, it's just, again, my argument is, that's fine. But... If you care that much about the things that he does wrong, take the time to have a look at the, the, the sitting guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he hasn't done much for you. That, that's my only point. And my only point is, my other point, rather, is I might take a look at him because the current, the sitting clown, to me, is has been so abhorrent that... <laughs> no, I know. That I, yeah. Listen, I got to look at my options. That's all I'm saying. But it, it, again, it, it's that whole team thing, and it's happening here. It's a conservative man bad. I don't even want to look at what you know. He's just what he represents. I'm not into. So that that's fine. If that's why you want the way you want to carry on your business, fine. But not me.
1: Yeah, and but but it's you know the problem is you know it's the social media in in short bits is the dopamine hit. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I've Yeah. I've been thinking about I think about this a lot because, you know, I I don't really need as much of it as I get. And I've started eliminating some of the people's accounts that just make me a bit mm-hmm. get me angry. They just get me a bit tense. All this US stuff. Um but the point I was trying to make I guess is that it takes a little bit of work to actually go investigate. And most of us don't really We only care about it at a level, a very surface level.
2: Sure. That's human nature. And a lot of people don't have the time that we have to look into things, or it's not their business the way it is for us. Mm -hmm. I, I totally get it. I understand how it happens. That's why it's so, I don't know if I want to use the word damaging, that's why this wonderful tool has become so negative for that reason.
1: Well, I think it's a great word. It is damaging. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. damaging because it's feeding into biases. And, you know, I made this point, too, last week, just because, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you're on, you think you're on the, the side of good versus evil. You're still getting mm-hmm. feeds that do nothing but stimulate that part of your brain. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it gets back. And again, here we go with the American stuff. But I'll just use this as an example. You know, you read all, you know, right-wing people or Trumpers say, you know, they're on about, oh, Joe Biden is a liar or Joe Biden has this deal on the side. That's great. If you think Joe Biden's a liar and you think he has these side deals going on that are, that are wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing is, if that kind of thing bothers you, what about your guy? But they they people want to... And you know what I mean? They don't want to. If if that's an issue in your life that people lie and they have side deals going that's benefiting them, I totally agree. But now you're willing to totally ignore your guy when it's obvious he's the same or worse. That's what bewilders me, and that's why it bothers me up here. Is this you know all these anti-Poliev guys? Great, I, I get it, but meanwhile you're being hoodwinked by this other guy. Take a look at that. Well, it's what you said about
1: when you're talking about you know people that are Trudeau supporters. Obviously, you don't want to point out the many mm-hmm. faults and, and and as there as by the way as there is with every politician, Everybody. and to think it's different because you support somebody,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know the same on the the left and the right. It's just that. You know, I've I've said this to you on the show and off the show. Like, you know, say what you want about how wacky, you know, Andrea or you know, AOC and the Squad is. They're just not as evil, in my opinion. Right. And, and it's it's I was fascinated by something, and here we go about American politics. I was fascinated by this on the weekend, or the, actually, it started late last week. So everyone's I, at least everyone's got to be aware that there was a huge. Leak of classified documents by a young anti-semitic racist online a military guy uh, I't know what, what his designation is, but he was in, in in a fairly sensitive capacity was sharing documents on the surface. it would be cut and dried How else would you think well it's bad for America, it puts lives at risk in the world of you know uh, espionage or whatever it's just nothing but bad and you would think that would be you'd think that would be universal we've had a a, a pretty big breach in our um in our intelligence community that would seem simple but right away and that's just i freddie i know i should it sounds good it's gonna sound naive but I'm fascinated how you could take that any other way. Well, you can. According to Fox News, Marjorie Taylor Greene is car- is heralding him as a hero. Now, I, again, I, I know we all have our sides, but how could that be perceived as anything but, but bad? And you know the story I'm talking about.
2: Oh, yeah. But again, you know, this drifts. That, that whole story drifts into and we use this term quite often non sexy to really appreciate that story you have to take some time to read it and fu- and again fully appreciate the depth of it and most people don't most people don't you know it's like here in canada with the you know the chinese influence and stuff like that it's like oh really uh, sounds like a lot of work to find out what that's about <laughs> that so does. they don't yeah. so they don't sounds complex But if Pierre Poliev shakes hands with a trucker, well, that's easy. You know what I mean? That's easy. Uh, Not that he should have, believe me. I mean, you know, that's one of the reasons I i don't like the guy. But um, one of the reasons I would hesitate. But again, you know what I mean? That's easy. That's very easy to digest. Conservative man, bad. Yeah. But when it it takes some time to... um, Get into these issues like that one. I just wonder how many Americans are even gonna latch onto that.
1: Well, you'll see very quickly. Mm-hmm. All the all, all they do is you know they the average the average person yeah. will just mimic or ape whatever the talking points are of their on, team of their team. Yeah, that one to me just seems like a would be an obvious one it's 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 an um, you know again if you love your country how could you be anything but appalled by somebody leaking documents that puts american soldiers men and women and their lives at danger but they <laughs> found a way which you know is pretty fascinating i know again it's obviously that we tend to be more fascinated as you say it's Sexier than talking about the CRTC decision to you know, intervene when it comes to Canadian content and the Chinese uh, thing and you know it's just it, it, i don 't know but that one for that one for me, and again, I saw some more about it this morning, and I was sort of laying there in bed looking at my Twitter feed thinking well, I don't, I, I, why am I following so I stopped following a few accounts this morning I said to myself, why am I, I feel great right now? why am I following this aggravating account because that's all it does is it aggravates me
2: well you're going through what i went through maybe i don't know how long ago over a year ago maybe two where i just that was i just took it out of my life and you know i i don't suffer for it no of course i don't think information wise on this show or what i'm aware of i suffer for for not being part of facebook or or um a twitter Because for what you said, like it's just so skewed and slanted, like no matter what you read or what you're looking at, you have to double and triple check now. You just don't know whether it's true. So if if there's an issue that I read on like a like a sort of a viable publication, then you read it and then you maybe double check it. But at least it's a good start. Mm -hmm. You're not you're you're not getting it off. Well, you just don't know. You, that's the problem You don't know
1: You brought up something Last week uh, I had written this down To circle back With you about it And uh, it was a story uh, That we, we played some clips Of these Toronto mayoral Candidates And this AI Screwing around With what they were saying and, they, and apparently That's died down A little bit And the people That produced it Said they were doing it As satire and parody But if if you didn't know that It looked pretty Pretty
2: real well, you know, that's going to be the default excuse now. Oh, we were only kidding. Fine. Or it was, yeah.
1: But, but my point about it is that, and, I, and, and during that discussion, I said to you, I'm not really sure how, and I guess I sound like an old guy when I'm about to say this, I'm not really sure how I'm going to be affected by AI in my direct life. Like, you know, I have a phone and I, I need that technology. And I was reading this story this morning. You know, these, there's governments around the world The US, Canada, the UK That are having serious discussions About the impact That AI is going to have On everything from what we've Talked about political Fuckery to Things in our everyday lives And this quote is the reason I'm. This is the point I'm trying to make One of these uh, guys in the states Doesn't matter if he was Republican or Democrat He said something is coming And we're not ready for it something is coming and we're not ready for it, gave me pause to think, what what is coming? And then made me think about those political ads we ran.
2: I think that generally, that's it. Again, you, you look at social media now and you read something, you don't know how valid it is. Like, there's even people on social media that will take banners from reputable newspapers and and insert... um. You know text or script like you're you think you're reading it on this uh, on the actual place but you're not mm-hmm. so that's what ai it's soon it's going to be like verbally you're going to be looking at people they're going to be saying stuff and you're not going to know whether they they're actually they actually said it so that's what's coming that type of thing and you don't want to talk about fuckery. How are you supposed to make decisions or how are you supposed to, like, uh, verify anything? <laughs> like, how are you going to do that? Last night, I didn't see it. I tape it every week. I was watching the women's hockey game last night, but 60 Minutes did a, a thing on AI last night. And I, my mother-in-law phoned me and said, oh, you should watch this. It's very interesting. So I will today. Yeah,
1: I saw a clip of it. I, I, There's yeah. was, there was a, a, about a three or four-minute clip where... This the interviewer. I can't remember his name. Bob, whatever, uh, is talking to the the chat thing, and it's fucking wild. What comes back? It's just the level of intelligence, and and that's why I sort of thought about this a while ago. I'm like, I, I just don't know. Like, I don't really have any use for it, but I I think I don't know what I don't know. That maybe a year from now I'll be like thinking back. Oh, wasn't that cute that I didn't realize you can do this with it?
2: It's just all the security, like. You know, where what do you say to old people now? If somebody phones you, wants to know about your banking stuff, never give that information out over the line. Well, there's a certain level of being able to stay ahead of all these fraudulent things, but now that we get into AI, like mm-hmm. how could you be sucked in? I don't know. And again, that's what that's what we have to look forward to. You, your defenses have to be have to be up. Because you just don't know going forward what's going to be true, not or or, or genuine or not, or it really is. It's too bad. It, it really is. Speak, be- you
1: know. It is. Yeah, and and that's why I again that sentence. Something's coming, and we're not ready for it. That's at the government level, and they're talking about everything beyond. Forget political ads or fake headlines or news stories that aren't news. It's all the other fraudulent. You know, you know. I use the word espionage again, but there's all this stuff going on in the in the world that really smart people. Even like I read a story about Google. Like Google is is now trying to develop their own version of Chat GPT or something. I don't even, I'm I'm saying that, and I am really not a hundred percent sure what it is. And I'm 63, and I'm pretty. We're both pretty with it. We read a lot. We, mm-hmm. you know, but. I thought I could I thought maybe there was a chance I could avoid having to have anything to do with it but apparently it's going to be part of all of our lives scarily so in ways we don't know
2: Yeah right. it's you know it's a shitty way to live although you just you're going to have to pretty much doubt everything or be an over the top skeptic or sort of have a negative attitude towards most things because your defenses are going to have to be up
3: but at again, some
2: we, we played the stuff from the toronto mayor mayoralty candidates and you know that was a sort of a significant story to show you what can happen but what about on lesser levels like day-to-day stuff to try and fool you well that's what i was thinking of freddie mm-hmm. that
1: we don't know. We, there, it will become, you know, it will be ubiquitous. It will be part of our lives in ways we, none of us in this conversation, the two of us, uh, mm-hmm. will, will, we won't know for a while what this could all lead to, what it will be. Um, but how about we have a little palate cleanser, something you sent me this morning. Uh, this is from uh, global citizens stand up for Ukraine. That's another thing. I think there's there's a great example of people's attention spans. Yeah. You know, when the war broke out a year and whatever months ago, a year and a half ago, it was all, you know, it was all I was thinking about. You know, I had, I had this thing I got from the New York Times where they a free service where they would give you daily updates. Mm-hmm. And at some point I stopped getting them. Mm-hmm. And until you sent me this this morning, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of people still being attacked in some part of the world. So why don't you set this up? Why is this significant?
2: Oh, only because um, the other day um, I'm in the car with my son, and he was listening, I think, to Indie 88, and there was a cover version of a Bob Marley song, and I said to him, I said, you know, people have got to be very careful. There's some artists like the Beatles or any one of the Beatles or even a guy like Bob Marley. you got to be very careful with covers because – You know, they're the goats. They're the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't long after that, I I, I see this thing, Julian Lennon, for the first time ever, John's son have covered Imagine. And and I remember him saying this. I will never, ever, ever sing Imagine because he just thought it was just so sacred. And he said, you know, I'm as his son. I'm not going to I just won't go there Mm -hmm. unless the world's coming to an end. (laughs) He He had clarified it. Anyway, for whatever reason, because of this benefit for the Ukraine and his attitude is this could lead to the Third World War or whatever. Yes. To raise money, I will sing. Imagine. Even though I said I wouldn't. I'm going to sing. Imagine if it can help stimulate some fundraising or whatever. And he did. Um and what do we say at this point? <laughs>
1: well, I, just quickly before I play it, I was curious. I was going to ask you this morning when we were talking about it before the show. Is he older than Lennon would would have been when he died? Is he over oh, four? Probably, yeah. Yeah, he's got to be. Think so, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> he looks pretty good.
2: Uh, John was uh, 40 when he died And he's been dead for 40 It'll be 43 years soon So he's been dead longer than he lived Lennon um, But I'd I'd have to think Yeah, he would be. would be Oh, yeah,
1: yeah uh, This is uh, Julian Lennon Performing with uh, uh, a, Just a guitar player So it's already a different version It's uh, We'll play a little bit of him Singing his father's uh, Iconic song Imagine One,
3: two, three, four. There's no countries, it isn't hard to do, nothing to kill or die for, and no religion to. It's a different version
1: I think I used When I said to you after, Before the show After the show I said uh, Very dirge-like It just uh, Which it's, I mean it's a slow Plotting song To begin with But I don't know Maybe the guitar Makes it sound I mean he sounds He sounds so much Like his dad It's crazy
2: I gotta, be- I gotta believe there's people out there going. You and I doing our math again with the forty and the whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Of course he's got to be older. Yeah, than of course. His dad. I mean, he just got—he's sixty. <laughs>
1: Julian Lennon is sixty.
2: Yeah, yeah. So Which I guess he's
1: he- saying, yeah. He- I just—I'll he- tell you what, though. For sixty, he looks great. I—that's th- why I uh-huh. ask. Because to me, he looked like he was in his mid forties. Of course, he's older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, what do you think but of yeah, the songs? It, it,
2: it, not bad. And again, I under and I get his reluctance. I think Sean has done. Imagine he didn't hesitate, but Julian was the uh, the one that was the holdout. You
3: may say I'm a dreamer.
1: Yeah, you know it's a it's the thing is is when you were talking about covers, you know. You know, it's not the best version, but uh, it's not bad. It's the thing is, it's such a good song. Not that it's hard to screw it up, but it's like it's a.
2: And there's a bit of a there's a little license here because yeah. it's Julian
1: Lennon. It's his kid, his dad's song, yeah. But I do um, disagree about Bob Marley's songs. I love Bob Marley. I, you know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite artists. Can't, it's Bob Marley's one of those musicians where I, I can never get sick of hearing his songs. I don't mind right. people doing versions of Bob Marley's songs.
2: Oh, no, either do I, as long as they're done well. That's yeah. all. You know, the, that's what uh, My only point is, before you do it, you better make sure you got this thing down and you're, it's a good facsimile because... Sure Again, he's one of the greatest so.
1: And, and yeah. the, the, the thing about uh, Marley songs though They're very simple yeah. And you're right about not screwing it up They're very simple um, Like they're not complicated songs But they are sort of very unique But I, I've heard some really good versions uh, Why don't we take this moment And uh, talk about some people that are also
2: like the uh, retirement yeah. Sherman, Jim Niblett. No, hard He's to,
1: a, I was going to oh. say hard to cover. You can't cover the, the
2: Niblett. No, no, can it. original. original. only one well, yeah <laughs> Uh, Tim's a portfolio manager Raymond James a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund Uh, Tim was on last week talking about you know uh, setting up a plan you know sometimes well more often than not in fact very rarely can you sort of set up the plan in your own because you're not equipped with all the knowledge of what it takes to get where you want to go you follow what I'm saying Mm. Tim will help you with that whether you have an existing plan or you want to start from scratch Tim will sit down with you in that mild-mannered Calm, wonderful man Will show you the way Yes, he will The Retirement Sherpa RetirementSherpa.ca
1: Yeah, man Very well said Very well said (laughs) This is the... With a big pause while I try and find what I'm about to read. Well, of course I'm going to talk about GoDaddy. What are you, sillies? Powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years and servicing 20 million customers worldwide just like you. You've been thinking about doing something online for a while and you've hesitated because you think, oh, well can't afford it. How does free sound? That's like no money down, people. With GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 phone support, they will help you every step of your way. And you can start your website for free today with GoDaddy because no credit card is even required. Maybe it's a small business you want to launch. Maybe it's a side hustle. Now is the time to do it. There's no better time to get you and your ideas online. And bring them to life. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more.
3: Um,
2: Howie, I don't want the show to go by without asking you. Um, you're aware of the da- uh, the Dalai Lama uh, story about asking the kid if he wanted to suck his tongue? Did you?
1: You know, you I'm I'm not aware of the
2: details. I I am aware that
1: there was some Dalai Lama stuff going on the Dolly Lama had to actually apologize is what I saw yes what's the full story Frederick
2: well he was there and there was some thing going on and a kid came up and he stuck his tongue out at the kid and said do you want to suck my tongue my tongue or my toe you said tongue okay oh, the second ago tongue. you said "Do you
1: want to suck my toe
2: oh I did I'm sorry okay. I, tongue tongue um, which was very weird and well, it goes with it saying, that's weird. And he yeah. since apologized. One I find interesting, like, it starts right here in Canada, the Tibetan church or whatever, Tibetan Canadian society, how they're going, falling over themselves to justify it and qualify it and explain it, rather than just saying, yeah, that's weird. No. It was taken out of context. How How is how that taken out of context? would you like to suck my tongue and the talking about traditionally and and culturally and all these things that canadians don't understand when it comes to the dalai lama saying that and i I, and again you know it reminds me the whole catholic priest thing and everything those that are committed to the religion or the movement you know they just got to They've got to, like, expl- explain their way out of it. Out of it. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's not him. It's you. <laughs> Meanwhile, a kid, would you like to suck my tongue? I don't care, man, on any level. That's fucking weird. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I, 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 saw, <clears throat> I, I didn't see. It's funny. I saw the apology mm-hmm. from the Dalai Lama. I wasn't sure what mm-hmm. it was for. And I know now I, they, they would justify. It, it just Because he, he has a playful <laughs> manner about him. He's a pretty playful You know, as as religious leaders go, you know, he likes to kid around. Like you know, the Pope is insane. It's just
2: wacky. (laughs) That's the thing,
1: Mm -hmm. though. Listen, Mm -hmm. the Pope's not the kind. You know, the Pope's not going to say, "Hey, you would (laughs) like to suck a tongue." You know, um, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, certainly, you know, it's unique. But it is. Why can't they just go? Yeah, that was. It was. He was just being. It was a little offside. He was just screwing around. And
2: yeah, our flags are up here. Like, yeah, what's that all about? But but it's almost again like and and I'm talking about it cuz I'm looking at the canadian reaction and it was the tibetan canadian society <laughs> yes <Denver>. it's almost they're <laughs> looking at the cri- you know the cri- the critics now and it, it it's the critics fault there's something wrong with you not him for you to jump to that conclusion that he might be a little bit weird—that's on you, not on him. And it's well, I'm sorry.
1: Well, listen, I, I get this part. I will say mm-hmm. there's nothing about the Dalai Lama historically that would lead one to believe he's got a thing for little kids sucking his tongue. I mean, there is no. until I, I, now. Well, but I, I mean, it's you brought the Catholic priest thing mm-hmm. into that's different because that's well, a that,
2: hit, The Pope would be the equivalent.
1: No, right? but I meant like priests. Having sexual uh, with things with kids, that is right. a fact. This is just some guy... I mean, I'm defending it by saying this. This is just a man ha- was fooling around and the reaction, all mm-hmm. of us going, well, that's outrageous. Well, is it really? I mean, yes, it's a weird thing to say, but it's not like he's had a history of you know, screwing around with little kids. He doesn't. No. That you know, know, I mean, if anyone can relate to saying stupid shit, it should be you and I. No, I, I know. And, and you're right. Maybe, just, maybe, maybe their reaction is a bit over like, hey, you know, we, if you think there was something up, but I can kind of see that. I can see them saying, you know, he was just being a goofy. Is what he was doing. He's not like a, you know, that sect of religious weirdness doesn't really have a tradition okay. of.
2: You and I are sitting in a room. There's a guy there, sticks his tongue out at a kid and goes, would you like to suck my tongue? Yeah,
1: I'm not saying it's not weird.
2: Oh, no, no. I'm just saying that. What I'm saying is like that. We'd think, holy fuck, man, that's like super (laughs) weird. I don't want to be around this guy anymore. Seriously, we would. But again, there's a bit of a qualifier in this situation. And. What you say is true, but I just know if it was like you know Joe Smith from down the street, and he was sitting there, and asked a kid if he wanted to suck his tongue, I don't think Joe Smith would be our friend much longer. I don't know if you if you said it if you were sitting around the, if you said
1: it. Listen, you, Matt, wait. But I wouldn't. Uh, but if you did, you could, you could say to them, hey, you could stick your tongue out, and the kid's like, oh, that's gross. You, oh, you want to suck my tongue? Okay, that sounded oh. weird, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't write you off. <laughs> I might say, well, that seemed a bit over the top.
2: Mm. Listen, I don't have that. I could never get it out of my mind.
1: Listen, man, I've said a lot of shit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not anything like that. Would you like to suck my tongue to a kid?
1: Okay, but I'm not defending the Dalai Lama, but I guess I am. I'm just saying saying. like, it's not the worst thing any religious leader has ever done by a long shot.
2: So what's worse? Would you like to suck my dick? Is that what that would have been? No, what's
1: worse is having kids suck your dick. Yes, right. That's worse. Thousands yes. of fucking years of kids sucking your dick is way worse in my right. mind than, mm-hmm. do you want to suck my tongue? Mm-hmm. I would think that would be... A, there wouldn't be oh, any yes. contest, yes, really. Yes, this would be
3: worse. <laughs> <laughs> to me...
2: would be much worse. That
1: right, would be much worse. You know? Getting, and then
2: finding out that it happened, and instead of, you know, actually charging or... Just exactly. Person, just move them to a different church.
1: So, I would say, on account... Yes. Catholics are still leading
2: yeah, that if fucking. we move him to this church he will be less inclined to have a kid <laughs> suck a stick, stick, yes. stick. Okay, yes.
1: <laughs> now again we didn't plan this but I thought if I don't know what it is you know we I guess I don't know if you ever think of things I say to you but I was driving by a church and I thought right. of something that you've said what's this that is, well and this is a real true story I'm not making this up on the somewhere in the last three days since I've seen you last I was driving by a church and the first thing I thought of was, you know you saying that you know, churches should be open for homeless people, especially yes. downtown. Mm-hmm. And then I went from there and I started ruminating about the idea that churches worldwide pay no tax. Right. And I thought, you know, I think it's time to fucking put an end to that. This is what I thought I was going to bring it up. So do I I said to myself, it's time to put an end to that because and this is where I'm going. You'll hate, but that's fine. Because I said, you know, the church, uh, um, Attendance is down and what churches Actually do and the impact on society Is lessened but whatever it is They're an organization and some of the Places in the states making hundreds of Millions of dollars off people The very least they should do Is pay for the footprint In their community Because there are large Buildings and footprints all Over this city All over the GTA they're taking up Space and paying no property tax and then I leapt to the, this is a part you may not agree with. Then I leapt to the fact is, you know, for a lot of people, golf is a religion. You know, there are 750 people at my golf course who attend, who pay money and they pay taxes and they have economy and they keep, they stimulate it. But for them, they worship this game as, the, as I do. And there are more people attending golf courses than churches so, why not give them a tax break? I know that's the part where, <laughs> that was the part where my logic broke down right I know it's being stupid I'll and, allow
2: you I'll, I'll, I'll allow you that measure of nonsense. no, complete nonsense and I admit it, <laughs> but I started
1: thinking about the people that use a golf course are generating more of an impact in the community right. for the community good than that church that stays. Basically, empty six days of the week, barely used on the seventh day or whenever people go, mm-hmm. and they pay zero for that property. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think uh, part of that thinking would be like there's churches closing down everywhere now because people just don't go to them anymore. I guess they would figure that if we start taxing churches, they'll all close. <laughs> Which wouldn't be a bad thing either, uh, but you know, you know that's one of those things that uh, it's like in Ontario with the Catholic school system. It's like you, you know, it's wrong, right? And something should be done about it, but we just can't. We just not not ready to go there yet.
1: Another coincidence. Three blocks from here, I'm taking Stan to the park. Uh, one of the days, Thursday, Friday. And there's a school there, <laughs> next to a Catholic church, and they've re um, they they tore the old one down. It was very old, and they're making a new one. And uh, the sign says, "And you know, this project uh, funded by the you know whatever Catholic school system of Toronto." And I thought, isn't that convenient? You got a church over there. It's not paying any property tax. And who knows what break you're getting. But whatever it is, you're able to fund your property taxes into the building of this school because of a religion. Come on. What year is it for you people? I mean, it's like grow up already.
2: Well, it's not their fault now. Of course, they're going to ride that gravy train. It's, you know, it's. From a, it's a legislative standpoint, now I'm guarantee if that Just sign put an end to this. If that
1: sign said this project funded by the Muslim Association of Canada, people would have a big stink on about. It. Sure they would. Anyway, so the back to uh, would you like to suck my tongue? Yeah, that's
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
1: definitely out there. Said the old man to the child. Said the old man to the child. <laughs> Because back at, you know Listen, I'm, I'm fascinated There's a, a couple of monks I saw around here the other day Wearing the, their robes And I'm like are You we saw still? monks
2: in, in, in oh, that yeah. area?
1: Oh yeah Oh, Yeah, so I got to get off My monk got off a bus <laughs> <laughs> Did you
2: say, hi monk? I'm a Monk
1: <laughs> What's up, Friar Tuck? Um, no, I just thought to myself That's crazy And by the way, this is some Dalai Lama music here I thought that's crazy that people are still wearing costumes because that's what it is. It's just like this. You're wearing a costume, walking around yes. the city.
2: Yes, <laughs>
1: it's just, it's just so bizarre to me.
2: You know, it's uh, in my neighborhood, um, a lot of old Indian men with, um, you know, wearing turbans and we- what appear to be pajamas. Right. Yeah. They walk around. It. That's what they we- wear in India, and they're older, and they move to Canada, and they wear it here. And I think, man. It looks odd. It looks different, but man, that must be comfortable. Very comfortable, I would say. Just thinking, they're out there, and it's all this like light cotton stuff that's just sort of hanging off them, and then like really like puffy pants, and yeah, billowing and thinking, pants. They're, they're <laughs> super comfortable. Maybe I should try that. I'm not. am I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do the turban thing, but the other stuff, maybe. You know, I
1: would love that. Hmm. I would. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know what I would pay, but I would love to see that. That would be the picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's uh, What's Freddie up to? Oh yeah, you got to see. He's dressing like uh, an old Indian man. It's fantastic. Now I, I I agree. That looks really comfortable. Dan, have you not? Uh, well, first of all, hi Dan. Hi.
2: But um, Howard, let me just jump in here. Would that be cultural expropriation? Because I know that's a big thing now. I don't know, because man. If you, if a white person has dreadlocks, now cultural expropriation. If somebody appropriation. wears like a, 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 oh yeah, appropriation, appropriation,
1: oh, cultural okay. appropriation. Yes, I think so. Oh,
2: I thought it was being expropriated. Look at me with my words, right? I always, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, you know what's the other thing? Lo, even what do you call an Indian woman's dress? A uh, sorry, a, a sorry, sorry. Oh, so sorry, so sorry. Um, I've, I've heard um, that there was something in the news not long ago about, again, a white woman wearing a sari, and it was like, oh, that's cultural expropriation. And it's like, wow, I just like it. Have you noticed, uh,
1: I've been in the airport <laughs> airports quite a bit the last few months, and, and there's a thing now amongst a certain culture, which I'm not allowed to name, who uh, wear pajama pants, wear pajamas, and uh, Crocs with socks and uh nice <laughs> it seemed very but l- that's how they okay. travel very very comfortable pajama bottoms crocs and socks it's a thing look it up mm-hmm.
2: dan years ago did you not go to southeast asia and came home with some like vietnamese pants or something you used to wear them all the time yeah right what is that cultural expropriation you it's wore appropriation. them because they were comfortable. it's not expropriation oh, okay yes. appropriation appropriation yeah
0: I don't think I you know, I don't I don't buy into that. I mean it's clothing, so fashion is fashion. You can do whatever you want with clothes, in Dan, my opinion.
1: Dan, your father was a religious leader. Did he ever ask a child to suck his tongue?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I can say for sure.
2: Come on. Not that. even for nope. fun. <laughs> nope. It's Jesus
3: <laughs>
2: how how quickly would he been thrown out of that congregation Dan if he did oh yeah no. for sure no, they would have so no funny. they
1: would have taken no they wouldn't <laughs> have thrown him out they wouldn't have sent him to a different church where tongue sucking was not frowned upon no would
2: would happened they would have said hey cliff maybe you should sign up with the Catholics mm, that's right Catholic
1: Church, we do, we go for yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> Everyone's sucking <laughs> a tongue in the Catholic Church.
2: Move over there, yeah.
1: Um, all right, well, listen, Freddie, are you up to date or do you need some more? Uh, do you need to work on something?
2: Well, the Chambers Plan. Oh, well, well, just hang... number one. Well, Canada's hang... number one.
1: Hold on a second. I'm just, I didn't get a, an appropriate. Uh, I need a little little, You didn't get an appropriate dumb thing yet. Cultural appropriation, I think it's that.
2: Uh, all oh, I'm right. sure Here. it is. If you say that, I'm sure it well, is. I, I'm now,
1: now it sounds like maybe I'm... No, I think of that. I think I'm think i going to look it up while you talk <laughs> about the Chamber Plan.
2: I'm willing to go with you. Uh, yeah, the Chamber Plan, Canada's number one uh, group benefits for small business. You can be part of this. Go to chamberplan.ca. It's all there. All the information you need about how your small business, <laughs> be it you know two people, be it 100 people, Can be part of the chamber plan and have this coverage that is so secure for your employees. Prescriptions and dental therapies and a mental health aspect to it now. An HR component, can you believe it? All there, very progressive. They stay ahead of the game. They keep uh, the premiums under control for small business because you got to know what you're going to be spending for the next little while. Or next long while, actually, with the Chamber Plan. Again, it's all there. There's a badge. Chamberplan.ca. Click on it. Give them your uh, the parameters of your business, and then you're good to go. Chamberplan.ca.
1: Cultural appropriation is the inappropriate or unacknowledged adoption of an element or elements of one culture or identity by members of another culture or identity. So that is cultural appropriation. But There's another thing called cultural exfoliation. It's when you get people of another culture to rub your skin. <laughs> <laughs> uh what is it? Okay, difference?
3: if you
2: don't want to suck my tongue rub my skin <laughs> if
1: you don't want to suck my tongue could you take this loofah and rub off my dead skin you know would it have been, would it have been uh, okay if the uh, dalai lama had said stuck his tongue out of the kid and said hey do you want to exfoliate me <laughs> do you want to exfoliate
2: me uh what a moment God. It must have been a moment Like at the moment It was like, what? Anyway
1: Yeah, even the people Oh, but he's, are, a
2: card, <laughs> he's a card, man like, He's a card You know, he's
1: they, he's like your uh, You know, your funny uncle At Thanksgiving <laughs> You know
2: yeah. You know
1: how his, your uncle Your funny was,
2: uncle said You want to suck my tongue He wouldn't right. have been my uncle that's I would right. have never seen my uncle again.
1: Everyone at Thanksgiving Would put down the fork And go, what the fuck Did Uncle Fred just say?
3: <laughs>
0: did he just say You want to suck my tongue? My tongue <laughs>
3: fucking tongue
0: (laughs) Uh, by the way expropriation is the action of dispossessing someone of property like a state right right yes Yes.
1: (laughs) I think I remember Dan Duran and his uh, pants did you know like for some reason they were like pajama pants weren't they
0: yeah, it's sort of like really, really baggy. Yeah, and, and there's a you know a special way of tying them up. And right. Yeah. It. Well, he, but it he was never, very, very comfortable. You go, ahead. and he never
2: wore underwear with them.
0: No, n-
1: really. I thought he you were going to say, of course, he needed f- bouncy, Why? flouncy, baggy pants because he has a lot of stuff hanging down there. Well, anyway.
2: No, they were so baggy he thought he was free to go without the underwear, but every so often, from certain angles. <clears throat> Well anyway, it doesn't you would, matter. You I would be enjoyed overwhelmed. Are, are you I wore wearing... them out. I enjoyed
0: the uh the they were from Thailand actually. Okay, cool. Are they gone, dad? Uh yeah, I I don't think I have them anymore. Are they lost? Uh, yeah. Did you uh oh. do you wear underwear now? Well, sometimes do you... I do, sometimes I don't. When I think it's appropriate, I do. What do you mean when you think what's appropriate? Well, if I'm going and you know I'm going to be somewhere and you know like Toronto or something, I'll wear them. So you don't know wear underwear in Peterborough.
3: <laughs> 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 Pretty like, much, w- yeah.
0: Like you, yeah.
1: you like your your dirty ass crumbs are rubbing against your pants all the time. Well, I, well, <laughs> I don't understand the point. Well, it's no, like, but it, and okay. I was just taking a flyer there. I just thought, No, of course you were of course you wear <laughs> underwear. I know you don't use deodorant. Um no. but, but you don't wear underwear regularly?
0: Just on special Toronto occasions? Well, especially you know, when I'm gonna be out and about in, you know, more formal that's when I usually yeah. but you know, when I'm in a casual situation. Like, you know, like it's like wearing underwear with your uh, bathing suit. You wouldn't do that, would you? <laughs>
3: Well, no, uh, so because, yeah,
2: I don't get that. I always have underwear on because I notice if you don't wear underwear, like in jeans, the seam of your jeans can irritate your uh, your thing. But um, are you wearing underwear right now, Dad? No. Oh, okay. And are you wearing jeans? I'm wearing pants. Oh, pants, slacks. Yeah. So oh, slacks, no, but
1: I, I'm sure. I'm actually stunned. I, I, your your argument about you don't wear underwear with the bathing suit. I'm going to have to take the day on that one because that one
2: no it doesn't make sense to me either.
1: well there's no sense like i don't wear underwear in the bathtub either uh dan um but i i would say like a lot of the human beings uh listening grown people that you know we're all wearing underwear that's what they have it for
2: well i would say howard there are a lot of guys that don't wear underwear for whatever reason um you know, I've heard of that. Like, guys don't like wearing underwear. And I to me, it's odd because I would find it uncomfortable. I don't like the confining sense of cloth, you know, pulling everything in. Not.
1: Yeah. Because
2: they thing. still haven't made a pair of underwear that can handle what you have. That's the problem.
1: <laughs> okay. Just one last before we get to the news. So you're saying that for the last six months, you've been sitting there getting your ass massaged in my fucking chair with just gritty, dirty brown Stains
0: against the chair Is that what I'm to understand No Because I'm in Toronto So obviously <laughs> I'm wearing underwear Yeah <laughs> So what do you... Do? Okay, well, yeah. second last of-
1: question. When you when you drive into the GTA, do you stop somewhere and put it on?
2: <laughs> I was just going to say that, right. Susie hits like Markham Road. That's right, right? Markham Road. Yeah, what
1: is the fucking underwear line? Underwear on. That's what, that's what dad, dad calls it. We've just cried. Well, what's that? What are we doing, Lisa? I've just crossed the underwear line. I have to pull over.
3: <laughs> I just... <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, man, I've never
0: evaluated my underwear uh, wearing. I and don't care. Such, uh, this such is, such great, greatest, this is the greatest. I don't care what they're doing on real radio. This is the greatest show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is the greatest show. God damn it.
2: Wow. It started with the shit. It's ending.
1: <laughs> it's not even the shit. It's the fact.
3: <laughs> there's, an there's an what imaginary. What did you call them? Ass crumbs. Crumbles? Crumbs Ass crumbles. Ass <laughs>
1: crumbles. Uh, Wow, man! I thought I've, so, I've known you since I was eighteen years old, but I am still finding out. That's why I find you such a delight, because I still am finding out things about you.
2: Anyway. Wow. Well, anyway, but I, yeah, I used to, I used to find a little bit of comfort seeing Dan in those pants, because I thought, you know, he's, you know, he's up here at the lake and he's enjoying himself and he's super comfortable right now mm. and. If they were the pants, you know. They came like halfway up your uh, shins, you know. Like what do you call those? Uh, almost like a capri style pant, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. They're very, very baggy, and you know, if you just yeah. do a, a internet search on Thai pants, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a Thai cultural thing. So,
1: what about? Uh, do you have any uh, parameters <laughs> about being north or south of Highway Seven? Is there? Is there <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything yeah. like that? Is there an east-west uh, thing, or is it just in the GTA? Well, it's uh, yeah, more formal settings,
0: I guess. I, see how it. Uh, yeah.
1: I get it. Okay, well, listen, yeah. man, right. um, you're only going to be here for a
0: couple more weeks, so I think we really need to have some. We have to have a talk and just see if we really do know each other. Right, yeah. Cover everything off. Let's uh, let's start, you know, making some agendas. <laughs> That's right. Well, you, if you That's get home meeting, tonight, I'll, I'll I'll I have a series of
1: questions, and I will prepare for your arrival. <laughs> uh, in the meantime,
3: now here's to a fella named Duran, a hell of a guy with a hell of a big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan the the man, comes and Asks for credentials, he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Durand, the anchorman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low.
0: My voice is nice and low.
1: And now, live from Lisa's house, going commando... Uh, Once again, with the news and views, (coughs) here's Dan
0: Today, Dominion was to dominate Fox, but now, not until tomorrow, maybe. To the disappointment of many. The exciting must watch $1.6 billion with a B lawsuit that is going to underline how the Fox fucktards are screwing America is being delayed. There's no explanation from any of the relevant parties, but uh, some news outlets discovered that settlement talks are happening today. So here's a, a sports analogy. I know Fred will like this, it's from a Utah law professor. Fox News would be taking the field on a losing streak with key players injured and having just alienated the referee. Anyway, there's uh, referring to the pretrial court rulings, embarrassing revelations about its biggest, uh, you know, personalities on the air. Uh, By the way, even former Fox News person Gretchen Carlson pleaded with Dominion to carry on with a trial. Also watching from the sidelines is Smartmatic, another voting machine company. The rulings and evidence in the Dominion case may enhance its own $2.7 billion defamation lawsuit
2: yeah i i'm I'm so hoping they don't settle because they think that's why it was delayed late last night that uh, Fox may be putting together a an offer but i i hope not i so want them exposed i um we were talking about it before the show Dan and uh, i
1: said i'd read that Dominion has well well until last night i Dominion did not want to settle they wanted to go. Uh, Because Mm -hmm. of that, they want—they don't just want the money. They want to expose the the uh, fox uh, dickhead.
2: You know, last week Theron Flurry. You know, uh, Tucker Carlson does this show, uh, like an online show. It's half hour. Any, anyway, it's more shit. But you know that Theron Flurry, that sawed-off little goes on there for half an hour and disses his country. It's all about how socialist Canada is and how we're going down the drain. And there's Theo, you know, spouting his nonsense because he's fucking lost his mind. But on American television, to Tucker Carlson. I mean, if is that not enough right there to lose your Canada badge? Like, fuck off, asshole. Like, it's just too much. Well, every night, that
0: guy... <clears throat> Just uh, yeah, you, if you just watch, you know, five minutes mm-hmm. of that show, it's like it's amazing the stuff that comes out of his mouth.
1: Yeah. Well, if you if you saw five minutes of his interview with Trump last week, that's all you need to know about the guy. Because we all seen the speaking of the mm-hmm. Dominion lawsuit all saw the text where he said, I despise this man passionately. And there he is. You mm-hmm. want to talk about if Donald Trump had asked uh, Tucker Carlson if he wanted to suck his tongue, he would have. Oh, yeah. He would have fucking sucked thing. that tongue yeah. back in his head like an yeah. oyster. <laughs> That's true. Uh, true man, true. True man, true. Anyway, Dan Duran, I know you're exhausted and you're ready to move on. And uh, are you coming into Toronto today? Uh, Yeah, coming into Toronto. So you've got to yeah. go put some underwear on. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: Were you about to do another story there, Dan? Or?
0: Yes. Oh, there is another story
1: if you oh, want. Well, it. my
0: God, Daniel. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Again, I don't know. I know you're tolerance is for us you know wanes at around the one hour 35 mark
0: <laughs> let's just uh, squeeze this in before we get let's going get her, her know, in. get her done get her <clears> done <throat> with the warm weather last week car interiors turned into hot boxes so the question is what's better rolling down the windows or using your air conditioning the ac in the car what's mm-hmm. more fuel efficient what does science no. say about this oh. daniel so the air that rushes into your open windows is doing so because your car is moving quickly and of course using fuel to keep your car moving opening the windows makes the car less aerodynamic because oh. it's coming in and you know getting trapped in the car. So there's been some studies that have done this over the well of course when you're using AC that that increases your fuel usage as well. So there's a bunch of studies out there here overall lowering the windows of your vehicle when driving at lower speeds is a good idea. The use of air conditioning Is probably best when you're using, uh, you're driving at highway speeds. Somewhere between, depending on the car, uh, depending on the cost of gas, how fuel efficient your car is, somewhere between eighty and one hundred twenty kilometers an hour is the threshold where using a air conditioner is more fuel efficient than than keeping the car window. So windows open in the city. And as soon as you
1: start to uh, rev it up or whatever, that's when you uh, shut your windows because that affects aerodynamics. Yes. Right. Excellent. Excellent uh, reporting.
2: Here's what I do. What most people do, I'm sure, is whatever makes me comfortable at that moment is what I will do. Ah, okay. How about not wearing underwear?
1: Well, um, what I do, if it's if the, like most people, if the car is super hot, like it has been a couple of the days in the last few days, where I will keep the windows open just naturally before just to get some air going before the air the ac starts to really kick it in but not to get back to electric vehicles one of the cool things is you can and i guess you can do this in, in other cars too but i've never had one where you can basically affect the climate before you get into it so i can oh, go I, see. I, I can go on my yeah. phone 10 minutes before i go to that car and do anything you know start to get get it warmer get it cooler even ter- even put the windows down remotely which i think is cool i know it gets its old hat for people who've got fancy cars but
2: well that's great
0: Another consideration. Course, <laughs> yeah, well, isn't that super? Yeah. That yeah. Super. Doesn't have an opinion. The only other thing to think about is when you're in a city, if you have the windows down, you're you're uh, in your congested, you know, in congestion. Yes. That the, the, the air filter in your car is not being used when the windows open because and so you may be getting more outside air that is polluted mm-hmm. from all the cars in front of you, which, of course, well, eventually we, we hope to get rid of.
2: I did my annual trek and it's almost annual now. Although I, I guess every few months. I find myself in downtown Toronto and we drove from the East End into the city. Oh man, that's something else man <laughs> driving around that city. It's just it's just gridlock, isn't it? Just nuts, man. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> the annual trek is from Brampton to the city of Toronto. No, too. I was I was out at Ivers in the East End and we drove in for the Blue Jay game from his oh, place into the city. Mm, right because he has this parking spot at this place and it was like wow. wow.
1: Well, I mean having lived here, you know, quite a while now, it's he's mm-hmm. just kind of get used to it, but I just yeah. I just don't go on certain roads. My buddy had to be down at Princess Margaret on uh, Friday afternoon at one thirty, And he lives north of you. He had to go and it took him uh like an hour and a half to get into the city because it was like Friday in the middle of the day mm-hmm. but he left Princess Margaret on a Friday afternoon it's on university if you don't know yep I know you do I'm the same for people you know uh, so university and whatever in the right in the middle of the city On <laughs> duh, he left there at two o'clock on uh, Friday afternoon it took an hour just to get to the gardener <laughs> Fucking! I don't know how many blocks it is, but not not very many. It took him almost an hour to get down to the garden it took another another an hour and a half to get home, so just past you. And I was talking to him late Friday afternoon. He's like, I don't know, man. Same thing as you said. It's like, that's insanity. And I said, well... And the problem is there's just no other way to get out,
2: you know? And on top of that, they've just raised the price of TTC and people are afraid to go there because of the, you know, there's been... Listen, isolated incidents of violence and people being hurt and punched, mm-hmm. in, but enough that people are going, eh, geez, I am not sure I want to go down there.
1: Right? That's right. And then the you know Rudra, who lives near you, Rudra took the go train in the other day, which is pretty convenient.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: but yeah, driving around, uh, I don't, I just don't do like you. I wouldn't drive into the city on a Saturday afternoon. If you
0: have to do that, it might be best to take the TTC, even though the, the, the <laughs> price has increased. So I've, uh, I've done it. I, I did it last week on on Friday. It was, it was so much better sure. to get down.
2: And Dan, here's the thing. As a senior, yeah. like the GO train, I think it's half price for a senior from Brampton here or Bramley Station where I am, it's something like four bucks to get right into the heart of the city for a senior. Mm. Why would you do anything else? And Lots of parking.
0: Oh, I didn't even know that. I
1: didn't Mm -hmm. realize it was a... Is there uh, a a demarcation for you that if you come into the city on transit, will you then delay (laughs) putting on underwear? Or do you... I just think about you in the middle of the summer sitting around there in the hot weather
0: with your sweaty, you know, undercarriage. I find things get sweatier with underwear. That's not true. Oh, of course it is, because everything's you know confined into bit, smaller spaces. But don't, what about wicking technology? <laughs> <laughs> you don't.
1: You don't have. You got to get some good underpants. Oh, yeah, you got to yeah. get There's some. Uh, Spend
0: some money. yeah. Sure, you Not, get
1: wicking. Up the Costco wicking. Brand, yeah, exactly. Kirkland isn't up to wicking.
3: <laughs> All right. We, um, is this, is by this over way,
2: yet? You know, we're I big critics of transit in ontario and in toronto one thing they did do recently i was reading that uh, you can now transfer from ttc to go mm. without having to pay another uh fare really or, that's a good move Yeah, which is very good. progressive and what they the type of thing they need to be doing so good yeah, for that
1: more of that okay well tomorrow on the show you know i just read it a couple minutes ago and i've already forgotten
0: tomorrow is like going to be somebody on the show that you're promoting. A, a, yeah, here it is. A Sorry, guest, a guest on
1: the Kevin. I knew Kevin Donovan's going to come back. We were talking about mm-hmm. uh, red, red <laughs> <laughs> old red old red Frank over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> did you call yourself Frank the other day? No, it's right. Yeah,
3: he did. Yeah. Old yes, Red.
2: I did. I referred yeah. to myself as Frank. Yes. <laughs> okay. And I just called I readily, you Red. I readily admit that. Yes.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, that's my nickname for you for 33 years. Old Red Frank. Uh, Red Frank read the book. Uh, again, I've read the famous Kevin Donovan book. He's going to be on talking about it four years after this crazy murder. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Dan Duran, uh, thank you for your service today. Uh, thanks for everyone who uh, has contributed on the Facebook. We appreciate that. Um, I guess that's it.
2: All right. Yeah, very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. next nice. mm-hmm. Monday. See you Tuesday. hmm.
0: This episode of Humble and Old Red Frank was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Bodog, Aaron Ventures, EVNet.ca, and GoDaddy. We read all of our emails, humbleandfred at com, Liking, subscribing, that helps us out. We love it when you do it, and it charges up those getting noticed algorithms so other people might like to listen we're and Fred. I'm Dan Duran, and remember, something is coming and we're not ready for it. That applies to AI and poop.